Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to episode 23 of Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby of Octave Media, and today I am speaking with Scott Phillips of Mahalo Amps. Thank you for joining me today, Scott. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, I appreciate you I mean, uh, coming on today, uh, especially since you're on the road, I guess, right? I am. I'm actually the tour drummer for the Sean Chambers Band, and we've been out for about five weeks. We've got a couple more weeks to go, and then I'll finally get to go home. Awesome. Yeah, I bet you're looking forward to that. <laughs> Yeah, after this long on the road, yes, I am. <laughs> well, I can't say I've ever been uh, in a tour situation that long, but uh, I've had my share of local bands. So, <laughs> I would just amplify that by about a thousand, and there you go. Oh yeah, well, I'm not sure if I'd be cut off for it or not, but you never know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, besides your besides your tour life right now, uh, let's uh, start off by uh, having you uh, share with the listeners a little bit about who you are. Uh, I am just your average guy who somehow wound up in an amp company with or with a, one of his best friends, Richie Mays, and we, uh, we're having a blast doing it. And uh, it's an interesting time to be in the amp business where there's so much change and so much innovation. It's, uh, it's interesting to watch everything unfold and just uh, kind of be in the mix with it. It's a lot of fun, actually. Cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, as a fellow drummer, actually, and I'm surprised to hear that I kind of assumed you were a guitar player because you're with amp, an amp company. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I play guitar. I own guitars and I play them at home, but literally no one wants to hear me play in public. I'm not good. <laughs> well, I guess at least you, you make amps that make you sound good from what your website says, correct? Yes. Our amps are designed to uh, show my every mistake and they do. <laughs> crystal clear perfect sound doesn't matter yes. how much the volume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah note articulation isn't always good thing when i'm playing <laughs> so you stick with more of the drum side of things then correct yes but by default i sit a lot closer to the guitar amp than the guitarist stands so if what's coming out of the amp isn't good i get to hear it first so i am pretty motivated to make sure it sounds really good Gotcha. So that, that actually gives a little bit of backstory as to why, you know, you got to make sure your band is using Mahalo amps just for that, that exact exactly. reason. Got it. <laughs> cool. Exactly. So uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about the company. I know how long you guys have been around and uh, kind of what your, uh, what sets you guys apart from the others? We have been around, uh, actually 2019 will be our 10th year, our first decade in business. And the company started uh, with a phone call. My business partner, Richie Mays, had been building an amp for like five years. The only thing, he just kept picking up parts here and there. He didn't have an output transformer. He was general manager at a large repair facility in Atlanta where both of us at the time lived. And there was a JTM 45 output transformer being used as a doorstop. And he said to the guy who owns the company, he said, I want that transformer. And the guy said, you can have it in one condition. You've got to bring in something else to hold that door open. <laughs> so the next day he came in. <laughs> So the next day he came in with a brick and he, he took the transformer home and it was the last piece he needed. He bolted it in, he tweaked it out and he called me the next day. He said, I just played the best sounding amp in the world and it's one I built because both of us are masters of understatement and modesty. And I went over to his house and, and it did sound absolutely fantastic. And that was actually the very first AEM 50. And we decided right there on the spot, well, let's build a few and see what happens. And uh, 10 years later, we're still doing it. That's awesome. That might be the best starting story 
I've ever heard. At least you guys didn't like name it doorstop amps or something. So I felt a little more nostalgic. <laughs> you know, if we thought about it, that's not bad. <laughs> so yeah, I guess you know, from the doorstop to Mahalo, uh, what's the meaning behind, or where, where did the name Mahalo come from? Well, uh, at the time and still today, my daughter uh, graduated from the University of Georgia. Her graduation present was a ten-day trip to Hawaii, and that was eleven years ago, and she's still there. So <laughs> my my business partner had also recently done his honeymoon on that. And we were looking for uh, just for words that had a couple criteria. That it shouldn't be something that someone can trademark out from under us. It should be something that is positive. It should mean something nice. And mahalo is the Hawaiian word for thank you. And we settled on that. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, we actually had our honeymoon there four years ago. Two years too late because our first child was born. But um, no, that's awesome. That kind of gives me a little bit of nostalgia too for for my trip there so that's pretty cool i've been there several times it's the most beautiful spot i think i've ever been in my life but it is a very special place to live it is yeah it is and i we loved being there uh, we uh, started in um, honolulu and uh, made our trip to the usual spots like to pearl harbor and stuff but then uh, a couple of days oh, yeah. later we went to the big island and got to visit the volcano and everything and stayed in kona prior to um of course all of the volcanic activity now but um you know it was definitely a fantastic trip and i'd love to go back again myself so it is absolutely beautiful out there it's just truly magical it is whole new world <laughs> yeah well cool so uh what kind of um i know you said you started with the one um model from the doorstop uh how did the other ones kind of come into play we uh over time, that model evolved. The AM50 went through a couple of iterations, just minor ref, uh, refinements, like to the tone stack and primarily the master volume circuit. I think we took about five of the uh, master volume uh, circuit versions for it to settle into what it is today. And we just started saying that, you know, this is great, but what if it could do this? Or what if it could do that? And the second amp that we designed was actually the KD66. And that one is a, that's our most popular amp, actually. It's our highest gain amp. And it actually will go from a pretty good clean all the way up to a pretty good amount of dirt, Marshall-ish, you know, like Jason 800 levels of gain. And that's, that's been our most popular amp by far. <clears throat> Pardon me. So yeah, they just evolved over time. So now, oh, hey, we need a cleaner amp. So we came up with the DR40. And all of them are our own designs. We don't build any clones of any other amps. All we build are our own design. And I guess our philosophy is that uh, if you want a signature tone, you maybe should use something different than what everyone else in the world uses. And that's kind of our philosophy. You know, build your own signature tone. Set your own pace. That's cool. And and like you said, I think before we started about how uh, um, as the drummer, you sit closer to the guitar amp than the guitar players do. The cleaner is better. You have to listen to it more than they have to. <laughs> well, I, yes, actually, especially with a combo amp, I listen to the front and the back of the amp. So, I mean, I get probably twice the amount of, of, of sound pressure coming out of it that the guitar player hears. So, yeah, it has to sound good. Or I have a very, very long ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, as as, as a drummer myself, I, I know, besides, aside from your own monitor, that's, you know, you still got to yeah. gotta have a clean sound coming to the back of the stage as well. So <laughs> You do. You do. It does matter. It makes a big difference. Yeah. And I, I have to admit, while I haven't actually seen, like, um, uh, your amps, on like you know out in the wild um because obviously they're very they stand out really well i love your colors the reds and everything you know um where, where are the people yeah you're welcome um so where can people find them like um 
are they sold through you guys or is it just dealers only or we do sell direct we have a uh, we're also in musicians friend uh they they carry our amps as well and guitar center we were in some of their platinum rooms they've closed quite a few of them down but we i can still be ordered through guitar center and we do sell direct you know go to mahaloamps.com and just hit the email button and that comes directly to me cool so so how big is the company you said it just is it just you and richie yet or is it uh, a little bit bigger now uh, there is Richie and I, and we've got a couple of people that, that are that build for us, uh, do cabinetry, etc. Uh, there's maybe four or five of us at any given time. Okay, okay. So is it kind of like a? It sounds a little bit like a more of a contractor thing, or is it um, is actually like a full time employee kind of thing? No, it is. It's contractor, and we basically we hire friends. Oh, so okay. If we don't, if they're if they're not friends before when we hire them, you know, we make a point of becoming friends with them. So. Cool. Yeah, definitely. It's, just, it's a very it's a casual, very constructive relationship, and it makes it much easier to get things done and done to our specifications done correctly. Yeah, worker bees versus family members is definitely a huge cultural yes. thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the, and the Hawaiians have a cool word. They have the word ohana, you know, which is uh, basically your friends, family, associates, etc. Anybody you count as close is ohana. So that's that's kind of our concept as well. Like the guys who build it and where that we work with, they're family. You know, we hang out together, we do things together. So. That's awesome. It's it's really cool that you guys can take. You know, you started with the name Mahalo, but you also incorporate like Hawaiian values to kind of keep the the culture consistent. So that's that's awesome. It's a cool culture. It really is. It was a uh, it was wildly successful and well before Captain Cook discovered it. And actually, there were more people living on Maui before then then live there now so and living there successfully so they had a lot of cool stuff happening and uh, some colonization a little took place there and kind of undid a lot of it unfortunately well that's kind of a cool story i didn't even know that <laughs> yeah cool so uh, how long uh, typically does it take to uh, develop an amp um you know from a cons- whether it was a uh, Say you you launched one of the, the the current lines that you have or models that you currently have um, from idea to concept or excuse me concept to finished product. <laughs> it's all over the map. Sometimes it's literally like come up with something really cool, knock it out in a few weeks, and have it ready to sell. Sometimes it's a year and a half. It just depends. You know, you get it to the point that you're happy with it and that you're proud of it, and then it's a model. But until then, it's just something in development. Okay. So it, cool. it really is all over. It's all over the map. The Katie didn't take very much time at all. That one was just inspired and came out, and it was just amazing from the get go. And there's some others that we've had in development now for a couple of years that we're still not proud of enough to really put out there as a line. Well, cool. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to people who make guitars, people who make drums, and everybody's you know life cycle is different and materials and everything. So, is there like anything special about the the types of materials you select um, for the cabinets? The cabinets are all built from. Uh, 13 ply birch, they're all dovetailed. I mean, they're basically made to last you. Your grandkids should be fighting over okay. how long they should last. And all the components that we use, as much as humanly possible, we source everything from the U.S. Our transformers are made in Illinois, our chassis are made in North Carolina, et cetera, et cetera. So everything that we possibly can, we buy here in the U.S. So it is U.S. made, it is U.S. sourced, and it is U.S. designed. So we're kind of proud of that. And we do actually feel that's important. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can get from overseas. And a lot of it's pretty decent. It really is. But I just feel that strongly that it's still important to be able to buy U.S.-made stuff that was built to last you for 50-plus years. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we'd have a lot of products these days that are usually made cheaply and don't last very long. So it's always nice to have things that still last a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, the disposable mindset is just something that I, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. We've, we've definitely gotten worse on that. And I think as a species, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, 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 <laughs> it, it's, it's so darn convenient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to ask just because, you know, we're tying Hawaii and everything into this. Um, have you guys, and, and because when I made my trip there, I got my, my final wedding ring, which is actually made of koa wood. I have to ask, you know, have you ever considered like using, um, koa wood or other Hawaiian materials in your products? We have, but it would be, it'd have to be something that's somewhat kind of special or just due to the expense. And building with just a dimensional wood versus ply uh, is is a bit troublesome because you have splitting, cracking, etc. An amplifier generates a pretty fair amount of heat, so you got to be kind of careful with the materials that you use. And I'm sure there's a way to do it, but I'm just again that mindset of I want it to last 50 years. I'm not sure that it would. I would I'd be afraid that the wood would dry out and crack. Gotcha. Yeah, I suppose. Just a thought. I don't know the the length of any. Uh, the lifespan of any kind of wood or anything. I don't never built an instrument or a product in general in my life, but Hey, you know, <laughs> it's a learning experience for me. So there you go. Right. Time to get out that hammer and saw. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I take that back. I, I my wife has put me to work on building some things around the house, but very, very minimal. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, you know, like every, every great product uh, has its roster of, um, of high profile names behind it uh you know anybody that we'd recognize that uses um hollow amps i uh, actually johnny depp owns a couple uh he was actually a very nice guy i got to hang with him for about 45 minutes in hollywood at the guitar center uh we've got dean roan from collective soul and anderson uh formerly a fuel uh producer named rick beato who has got a tremendous youtube channel with some great information out there he was actually the first guy who ever found this we had one amp on consignment in a music store in Atlanta and he played it and he made them give uh, him my number and he called me and said what is this so he's had one he's got one of the very first KD66s ever built and he has told me uh, describe it as his go-to amp so I mean he's got the original tubes and he's had it for like seven years now it's got the original tubes in it he only lets people track on it nobody practices on it nobody touches it until it's time to track so we're a little proud of that one and he's yeah. actually worked with some tremendous, tremendous acts. So, man, that's got to make you guys feel good. Stumbling on a doorstop, yeah, getting that kind of feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. And Blackberry Smoke, Paul Jackson played one of our amps for for a, a year, few years, and uh, a guy named Bill Bell actually played with Jason Mraz. So we're kind of all over the map. It's just you know, some people are rock, some people are are cleaner. So, but we kind of pride ourselves on our amps being able to fill whatever gap you got. Got it. I was just going to ask, I mean, do you feel like any, that the amps <clears throat> perform better in any certain genre or certain setting than others, or is it just kind of a very good sound wherever you use them? We try very hard to make sure, A, that the tone stack will cover a wide range. You know, you've got all the bass on tap that you're ever going to want. You've got all the treble, you've got the good mids that you need. And we also uh, take some care to make sure that you've got a really wide gain, that you've got a very good clean, and you've got the amount of dirt that you need. So anywhere from like a JPM 45 style gain up to JCM 800 or to, to you know to a you know an American gain that you've got on tap whenever you need it. They take pedals well. They have a very dynamic front end, so you can push it as hard as you want to and just have fun with it. 
and it's, that's why it takes us so long sometimes to get one out there. Gotcha. It's just a, a balance of compromises and design to make sure that it's a hundred percent usable. Cool. Cool. So, um, do you guys find, um, certain models to be more popular than others? I, I, uh, believe you have, uh, you know, everywhere from, from larger stack amps to like smaller practice amps. Do you find more that some that are more popular than others or? The 112 combo, I think, is what everybody winds up. You know, I mean, for like people my age, nobody wants to carry, you know, a full stack, two, four to twelves in a, in a head because we're, you know, we're old and we're achy. But <laughs> a lot of people just want that 112 because it's so easy just to walk in, guitar, pedal board, amp, done. And that's, that's pretty much what most of the business winds up. You know, that we do a fair amount of heads for people who already own cabs. The studios, obviously, they want a head. Uh, and but the combos are very popular with most players because you know this is the twelve the speakers now have gotten really good. We use warehouse speakers out of Purdue, Kentucky, and the speakers have gotten so good that while one twelve puts out some really good stuff, you know, plenty of bottom ends, good punch, beautiful mids, and, and a little bit of shimmer at the top end, and you can get pretty much anything you need out of one twelve anymore. Cool, I did not know that. Um, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, my brother, you know, started with a smaller practice amp, and while he never got pursued guitar beyond that, you know, we never had like a, a full stack or half stack or anything in our house. But um, I, I think this would have been something he would have enjoyed if we had. Well, this is also before you guys started, so you know, <laughs> at this point, it would be a yeah. <laughs> whole new purchase, anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, but if we had a t- but if we had a time machine, we'd totally go back and do that. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, so you said people buy just the heads sometimes and use them on um, cabinets that they already have. Does that have like, or does that um, because they're not your speakers? Does that have like a does the quality take a hit, or how do the heads kind of operate on another brand's um, cabinet? They are they're not really specifically voiced for our cabinets. They they are voiced to be. Pretty versatile. So, I mean, the tone stack really covers a lot of ground and I am. So you can adjust for pretty much any kind of cabinet that you've got. Anytime, any quality cabinet will sound pretty darn good. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, um, before we uh, kind of wrap it up a little bit, I wanted to give you a chance to um, share the website and uh, any of your social media platforms and kind of tell listeners where they can find out more about um, the products. Yeah, we, can, we our website is mahaloamps.com, M-A-H-A-L-O-A-M-P-S.com. Uh, look, just go into Facebook and do Mahalo Amps. You'll find us. I've got several pages out there. You'll find me, Scott Phillips. If you search for uh, Mahalo Amps, feel free to hit me up. I always want to talk to guitar players. Cool. Even though you do play drums, you'd rather talk to guitar players, correct? Well, I'm bilingual. I can speak drum and guitar. <laughs> you know, that is... A great use of that. I, I, you know, obviously we can't speak other languages, actual languages, but that I could relate to that kind of bilingual. That is much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. I appreciate you taking the time today while you're on tour to, to join me. This has been fun. I enjoyed it, Matt. Thank you so much for letting me do this. Thank you for listening to Behind the Backline, brought to you by Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. You can find Octave Media at www.octave.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play Music to learn more about great products and companies in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space. And be sure to leave a review to let us know what you thought of this episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media, and we'll see you next time. Take care.